Does it get any better than Chicago food? From longtime favorites to newly opened locations, Italian beef joints to pizza places, burritos to sushi, Chicago's very own eats celebrates a wide range of food and restaurants in the greater Chicagoland area. Hosts Kevin Powell and Michael Piff welcome you into their daily food talk in the WGN Radio break room as they discuss their latest foodie adventures, their top five lists, the latest social media arguments, interviews with chefs, and conversations with local celebs about their favorite places to eat. This is Chicago's Very Own Eats. Welcome into another edition of Chicago's Very Own Eats. I'm Kevin Powell alongside Mike Piff. Coming up on this episode, Wild Fork. Have you heard of it? You can pretty much get any kind of meat cut you want at Wild Fork. So we talk with the head of development over at Wild Fork Foods, Alex Board. Talk about what they're doing, what you can expect when you order or go to a Wild Fork uh, location. So we'll get to that in just a minute. Lollapalooza is here, Mike, and we are situated not too far from the grounds of Lollapalooza. We are at uh, 303 Wackers. So I remember last summer, it almost felt like some of the windows were shaking here. <laughs> and you're in the sales department. The sales department's actually a little bit close, and you guys kind of overlook the park and everything. And uh, you can hear them setting up, can't you? Yeah, they had sound check yesterday, and the bass was making our side vibrate. Like crazy. We're hearing drums already. So the bands that are getting ready to open things up are uh, definitely very loud. And I think if you're within like a two mile radius, you might experience the same thing. Yeah. Have you been to Lollapalooza? I have. I used to be a very frequent goer of Lollapalooza over the years, probably mostly in my 20s. I think the last time I went, uh, I actually went by myself. I'm not usually a concert goer by yourself, but. Metallica was playing at the time. I hadn't seen Metallica at the time, and it was well worth it. Uh, We wanted to talk food related to Lollapalooza. If you are going, just a few vendors inside of Lollapalooza. They do care about food there, which I think is fantastic. Right, which I think has been a big development probably over the past... Like four or five years, yes. uh, where they really upped it with the food component because we love our food. So why not bring great food options along with all the great music and other things that Lollapalooza has to offer? Um, some spots, some some names you know: Bar Cargo, Billy Go Tavern will be there, Connie's Pizza, Bachi, Gus's Fried Chicken, Harold's Fried Chicken, chicken. Yeah. House of Sausage, uh, Rainbow Cone, I believe will be there as well. Novi's Italian Beef. That was one I was getting yelled at about for not including in our beef tournament, so keeping note of that one. Speaking of the beef tournament, stay tuned. We're working on our next food tournament. Oh, yes, we are. Here at WGN Radio, and I think it's going to get a ton of traction because I know people are passionate about this particular food. We'll have much more on that coming up. That's still about a month or so away. But we were just talking about it, so I wanted to tease it. Get ready for that. Um, Shake Shack will be there. All kinds of great stuff. So if you're going into Lollapalooza, you will have plenty of great options to eat. But we also wanted to talk about around Lollapalooza. Yeah, and I know a year ago we had some recommendations for the area. One of my favorite spots, and I think you mentioned it too, the Gage has uh, some specials that are lined up that are Lollapalooza-themed, especially with the headliners. And if you don't mind, I got I got the cocktail headliners Give us right some rundown, here. Mike. What do you got? You got so, the details in front of you. We've got all the stars, Kendrick Lamar-themed drink. That's uh, It's a gin drink. Uh, Behind the Sun for the Odessa fans out there. It's a uh, truck out Patagonian brandy drink. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Have you seen Red Hot Chili Peppers live? I have not, no. Definitely worthwhile if you get a chance. Even if you don't like, you're not like super pumped about their music, they put on a fantastic show, but they've got 
a uh, a drink called the Red Hot Chili Pepper. It's mezcal, smoked jalapeno, chili. It's, it's, you know, it's what you'd expect from a you know Red Hot Chili Pepper drink. And the Palooza Punch Bowl, uh, Chicago Spirit Vodka, gin, blueberry, lemon, pineapple. That sounds really dangerous. So that's all at the gauge. That's at the gauge. And Kanto, who's partnered with them, uh, they've got a few drinks as well. A Rockstar Spritz Tower. A spritz Tower. That sounds like a good time. Verde, Moderno, Trestevere. Just head that way. That's a good call. That's that, uh, right on Michigan Avenue. Yes. So if you're around, if you're staying downtown and uh, you want to try what are some other spots you think would be good for Lala goers? You know, right by there. And if you feel like if you're feeling fancy, go check out that new Rosebud spot over right there. It's on uh, Randolph, Randolph in Michigan. Right there. Yep. And I mean, even if you're not going, I bet you could hear it from there if you get up on that patio. Yeah, they've got a great outdoor patio that overlooks the park, Michigan Avenue. Um, that would be a great option if you can get in. If you can get it. I'm sure people have booked it months ahead. Again, if you're new to the area, if you're visiting, honestly, a walk up and down the river walk right now is no, becoming a foodie delight. And also, it's just a great vibe. You're probably going to see a lot of influencers in the wild, uh, yeah. as as they're called. That's one of my favorite Classic Instagram. Classic people watching situation. Oh, yeah. So good. Um, and we also got this list of recommendations uh, that you know want to... Shout let me throw one oh, more yeah, out before you bounce around on, yeah. on Michigan Avenue. I've, I went a couple of years ago. It's a place called Vento. I believe I'm oh. pronouncing that correctly. That's at uh, like Michigan and just south of Wacker, so on the west side of Michigan. It's a real cool, kind of dimly lit French spot with fantastic food. Again, I know this might not be exactly what some Lala goers are looking for, but maybe you are. Maybe you're staying the whole weekend and you're going one day and you are looking for a really great restaurant. Vento is a spot I've been to, and I will... Uh, put my seal of approval on that spot because we had, we had a fantastic meal there. Oh, man. You know what's also right there is Cindy's rooftop is one of my You're not getting in favorites. there, folks. I You're can not tell getting you that in, much already. But, you know, That's there's... probably booked out for a year and a half. <laughs> but below there is the game room, which yeah, very isn't cool usually spot. booked out. It feels like you're in an episode of Mad Men. Uh, and it's great... a big-time throwback, maybe even eras before the Mad Men era. That's a good call. It's a good call. There's also a little library there that you can bring your old-fashioned to that kind of makes you feel like you're in hogwarts <laughs> um and you could i mean you could always head more towards the south loop too which has some good spots like victory uh no shortage of of good spots near what what was what else did you want to yeah here, so Mike? we got we got a nice list from uh the carrie lung pr group that you know i'm happy to run through this list because they look fantastic for mentos in the west loop mm-hmm. uh nana's pizza and sandwiches that's a good call Canal Street Eatery and Market. Um, I'm all down for that. It's just across Union Station. Uh, Yardbird, uh, James Beard uh, uh, winner, and uh, Bon Appetit uh, accolades with that one. That's at Grand and Wabash. And then Monarch and Lion. It's brand new. It's in the Streeterville area. So it kind of gives you like a good radius around Grant Park. Yeah. Kind of far out, but not... West Loop's going to be a little bit of a walk from, from the Lollapalooza, but there are plenty of walkable locations you just mentioned. Do you think the whole bearing of, of liquor inside the grounds of Lollapalooza was always just a myth, or do you think anyone's actually done it? I think... Now that it's been brought up so many times, I wouldn't be surprised if someone's tried it. I'm sure I also think that's a lot it. of work. 
I mean, if it's just like one bottle, it's not that much work. No, and if as long whatever, as you remember where you buried it, <laughs> whatever you're burying, I mean, plan on sharing it with friends. Uh, you really got to pace yourself at Lollapalooza. I've seen I've seen folks go down around you know four o'clock, five o'clock, and they got there at two. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the other thing is they'll pass around these big uh, wine water bottles. That's a good time, but also again. Pace yourself, friends. It's it's a hot. It's actually not that hot this weekend. Usually, it's the hottest like weekend of the year they do this. Yeah, I think but, there's some rain Sunday, but I think for the most part, yeah. they're gonna have pretty good weather. What have you been cooking? What are, what's on your grill or or what, what have you been cooking up this summer? Oh like? man, I'm very glad you asked. We've been uh, having fun with the Wheat and Meat Co. Uh, different uh flavored brats there's a supreme pizza brat that i love going back to uh a gouda bacon one as well cheddar brats they have a lot of fun with their different brats i also just like cutting those up and serving them as hors d'oeuvres um mm-hmm. how about you what do you got going on, on i've the grill? been eating uh a ton of vegetables just yeah like some tomatoes lately i mean this is prime tomato season some cherry tomatoes that bridget's mom gave me were some of the best i've ever had and i just i quickly just saute them in a pan and like honestly that's all you need if you have some yeah. really ripe some good cherry tomatoes though they're just bursting with flavor so i would say a lot of vegetables are you mixing um, that are you like putting some mozzarella on that kind of doing I'll a, do a little bit of everything i mean I, I i the other day i just cooked some spinach and some cherry peppers and that's it in the pan maybe a little bit of salt and that's how flavorful the tomatoes were so it's just i don't know i've been craving vegetables you know it's prime summer did so much grilling already a yeah. lot of i'm always craving ribs so um, <laughs> who isn't uh just a lot of vegetables, I would say. I mean, I'm trying to think of what else that's we might have been patio. Grilling. Like, that's really good patio eating right it's there. It's summer. Sometimes yeah. you don't want super heavy, you know, so it's kind of a perfect thing to, to cook up. And it's always really easy when you're, when you're working with some actually good, ripe vegetables, mm-hmm. too. So, um Anything else you uh, wanted to plug before we get to our interview here with you know, Alex Borden? It's 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 funny. Wild Fork has a wide array of all these different meats. What's the most adventurous you think you've gone, or most exotic you've gone with meat? That's a good one. Um, I believe I had alligator on a stick once, which was at <laughs> I, it might have been at Taste of Chicago. Really? Who was who was serving that up? It was like, I don't know, some tent that just said exotic meats, and we walked over there. I, I want to say we tried alligator. I do know one time I was at a um, a tailgate, Okay, and there was a whole pig roast going on. Yeah. And the chef was trying to intimidate and scare everybody. He was walking up to people with the pig's tongue. Oh, gosh. And he I'd came struggle. up to me and was messing messing with me, so I grabbed it and I took a bite out of the pig's tongue. Wow! And the first bite was actually really good. It just <laughs> it just tasted like good pork. And I went in for one other bite, and I'm like, "That's enough. That's <laughs> enough. Pork. enough. That's enough this. pig tongue for the day." Oh, that texture doesn't sound fun. The, the first bite was great. It was yeah. just like a good piece. I know I'm grossing everybody out here, but it was pretty good. No, I and th- then it got gross really fast. <laughs> I um, it's funny you brought up. Gator meat. I've had gator dogs before. There's a place in Lincoln Park, kind of by DePaul. I think it's called the Dog Chicago Dog House, and they just they the encased meats they bring out. I've had gator there, elk meat, um, and I know it. You know, Wrigley used to be able to get a bison dog. I've never yeah. tried one of those. I've had gator you? bites too. Those are oh, fried, gator, and just yeah. kind of sauce, so. just like chicken. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, speaking of the meats, let's get to our conversation with Alex Board, head of development with Wild Fork Foods. 
Now joining us on Chicago's very own eats is Alex Board, head of development with Wild Fork Foods. Alex, we appreciate you jumping on. I I continue to hear more and more buzz about Wild Fork. Maybe it's just because there's locations popping up where I have friends and family, and they've talked about it. And uh, it, it's a really cool place. Just give us, if anybody's not familiar with Wild Fork, what it is, what people can expect when they do visit Wild Fork or order online. Well, first of all, thank you guys for having me. I'm very happy to, to join you and talk about our brand. And we're, we're here to help customers plan and cook delicious, healthy, and affordable meals at home. And I'm glad you pointed out that we've been opening some locations. We have been pretty busy over the past couple of years, not just in the Midwest, but all over the country as well. And now we have 39 stores around the U.S. And, and how many in Chicago and around Chicago? Oh, we have a whole bunch. We're coming up close to a dozen stores in Chicago. We're planning to open more in the coming years. So we're, like I said, we've been busy. And delivery really anywhere in America? We do. We deliver to the continental U.S. from a number of our distribution centers around the country or from your local store, depending on where you live. So if you go to wildforkfoods.com and want to get an idea of what kind of meat you can get, folks, you can pretty much get any kind of meat you are, <laughs> are, are wanting. Because if you, know, if you want your beef, your steak, your chicken, your pork, and then there's also the specialty meats um, where you can get duck breast and uh, all kinds of different stuff, elk, venison, and, and of course, seafood as well. Anything you want, you can pretty much get at Wild Fork. That's right. That's right. We do have an assortment of over 700 products, and not just for your protein needs, not just the fish, you know, the beef, pork, chicken, but we also have the exotic meats that you mentioned. We even have ground yak, believe it or not. Say that again. Ground what? Ground yak. Oh, my goodness. Ground yak. That's right. If you want to make some Tibetan dumplings, you're going to need your ground yak for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I love it. And uh, how do you guys... Pull this off. I mean, how are you guys able to have all of these different specialty meats on top of what we're, you know, our, we're used to in our red meat and our pork and our chicken? Well, look, we listen to our customers, and, and we, we bring in the assortment that our customers want to see in the stores and in our online selection. And the way we're able to do that is through working with good vendors that are able to deliver those high-quality products to our stores. And you can get all different, and you can get all kinds of different grades too. As you mentioned, I mean, you can get some really affordable meats here that are still great. That's right. That's right. We do offer very competitive pricing, and we have everything from your daily needs, like your your brines, your you know chicken breast, anything you'd need for for your daily recipes, and anything you'd need for uh, you know that special occasion, like wagyu uh, wagyu beef from Japan, wagyu from Australia, and everything in between. And talk about the blast freezing process as well. I know it's something you guys specialize in. Talk about what that means for the quality of meat uh, consumers will be getting. Sure. Well, thanks for bringing that up. So freezing the freezing process can have a really major impact on product quality, and there's a couple of different ways to freeze. The first is what most people do is they'll go out to their local club and, and buy a whole bunch of meat and go home and cut it up themselves and vacuum seal it and stick it in their freezer, and that's going to freeze overnight. And that slow freezing process, what it's going to do is develop large ice crystals. And those large ice crystals are going to draw out the moisture from the meat. It's going to break up the proteins, break up that texture of the meat. And sometimes it can dry it out. You guys ever take something out of a freezer and it was a really dry piece of meat that's mm-hmm. been sitting there for a while? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Happened to you? Oh, oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay. So if you, if you blast freeze something, meaning you freeze it super fast, and we can freeze a 12-pound brisket in probably a half hour if it goes through our spiral freezer at one of our facilities, 
what happens is it doesn't develop those, uh, it, it just doesn't have the time to develop those large ice crystals. And what happens is it develops tiny little ice crystals. They, they don't draw out the moisture from the meat in the same way that the larger ice crystals will do. So they'll freeze that meat in perfect condition. We'll uh, age all of our meats for a minimum of 17 days before we blast freeze them. And blast freezing them allows us to maintain that freshness, that quality, that tenderness that you find in all of our products. You know, it's funny listening to you talk about it. I, I picture Empire Strikes Back when Han Solo gets, like, frozen to carbonite. Um, but, you know, with for for someone that wants to defrost it after doing the, 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 uh, the blast freeze, you know, how do you recommend someone does that defrost process? Sure. Well, the way that I usually do it is I'll, I'll plan my week out. So I know what I'm going to cook on Tuesday and I'm going to cook on Thursday and so forth. And I'll take things out of the freezer and put them into the fridge accordingly to the schedule that I plan for myself throughout the week. Now, sometimes I'm in a bind and I need to defrost something quickly, in which case I'll, I'll probably use a thinner cut. Like, for example, we have the thin-sliced short ribs. That's a prime beef product, really excellent product. If you guys want to check, check it out in your next purchase, uh, that's going to thaw very quickly. If I'm really in a bind, I'll put, put it under cold running water, and that's going to be you know defrosted in probably 15, 20 minutes. What are you grilling throughout the summer, Alex? You've got all the options over at, at Wild Fork. What do you like to cook that maybe is a little bit different from what we're used to with our, our backyard barbecues, the burgers, hot dogs, steaks, things like that? What, what are you cooking over the summer, Alex? Oh, man, how much time do I have? Yeah, well, you have a lot of time. <laughs> Feel free. The floor is yours. Yeah, so it's a personal goal of mine to try all of our 700-plus products. <laughs> I, I love that. A pretty, big dent, pretty big dent in our assortment. So I can tell you last weekend, uh, I had I've had this A5 Wagyu steaks in my fridge for for some time, and I've been just waiting for a special occasion. So uh, last weekend it was a friend's birthday, and I, I brought it over to him, and uh, it, it was a pretty good uh, pretty good reaction. You're a good friend. That went pretty well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a good excuse to try the product. Meat always makes a good gift, in my opinion. That's right. But look, what, what I really love to do is I'll, I'll buy our, um, our lamb leg. I'll marinate that overnight. I'll chop up some onions, squeeze out the onion juice, put some salt on that to draw out more juice from the onions. Coriander, cumin, black pepper, salt. Let that marinate. Cut up the, the lamb into cubes. Let that marinate overnight. Grill it up the next day. It'll be the best lamb you'll ever have. Oh, man. We're coming over uh, for dinner, Alex. Yes, all right. Are. Anytime, anytime. You guys are welcome. <laughs> Alex, Alex Board, head of development. Anything else you want to plug about Wild Fork Foods? Absolutely. Check out our summer sizzle. Um, uh, sorry. <laughs> Check out our summer sizzle contest. Check out wildforkfoods.com to learn how to win. We're giving away more than a million dollars in prizes. You can instantly win a hundred dollar mystery box of our products. You can win grills, electric grill, a Weber grill. So check that out on our website and uh, try our product. Wildforkfoods.com. He's Alex Board, head of development with Wild Fork Foods. Alex, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right, and that's going to do it for another edition of Chicago's Very Own Eats. I'm Kevin Powell for Mike Piff. Thanks again to Alex Board with Wild Fork Foods. Thank you for listening. This is Chicago's Very Own Eats.